Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Loyal. This week we are talking about scams, and I am really excited to get into this topic with Ron because he has a lot of experience or knowledge, I should say, on kind of how to avoid those, what to look out for. He's really good at that. So we're going to be talking all about that as we go into this holiday season where I feel like you're getting scam calls and emails kind of on a regular basis right now. So um, we will be diving into that in a few minutes. But first, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Photo Club. Yes, we're going to talk about Photo Club. Normally, Matt Gates joins us at this point in the podcast, but Matt's on the road this week. He's heading down to your place for a few days. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Next week, we're going to have Matt with us for the entire episode. So uh, make sure you catch next week's episode when we'll have Matt Gates with us for the entire time that we're here. But uh, let's talk about Photo Club. And we've got field trips coming up. Yes. And I don't know if you guys saw on the Might Sound Wild Instagram, but there was a really cool first field trip um, last week. There was an exhibit in Mobile, Alabama that Matt kind of led some of our team members and photo club members on. And it looked like they had a blast. They grabbed coffee. They were able to view um, some really incredible um, work by a civil rights photographer. Um, just really cool thing. It was. And then we were to look forward to for our next field trip, which is closed at this point. But this is why I encourage you guys to sign up so that you won't miss out on future events because they're only going to get better and better. But coming up in December, Ron and I are really excited to meet in Asheville, North Carolina, and lead some of our photo clubbers and team members on a trip to the Biltmore. And the Biltmore at Christmas is spectacular from what I hear. I've never been there. Looks like we're going to have a full day of touring the grounds, which I believe that's over 8,000 acres. I might be a little off there, over 5,000 acres. It's um, a huge a place. Really, yeah, beautiful estate. I've never been inside of the actual Biltmore home. I've only toured the grounds. So this is an opportunity for us to see inside the home. And then also, at simultaneously, the reason we're so excited about this is the Van Gogh Alive exhibition is taking place at the same time we're going to be there. We have tickets for that. So we're going to see his work come alive. I don't know if anyone's been following that exhibit. It's only, it's only visiting certain cities. It's very limited. Incredible experience. I mean, this has got to be one of the best trips we've taken as a team. Yeah, Matt posted a video of the Van Gogh Alive exhibit. I think the video was actually from Paris, France, but it's going to be the same exhibit that's going to be at the Biltmore. And it's just so cool the way all of the art moves with you as you're going through it. So really looking forward to seeing that. Can't wait to do that. That's in December. So if you guys want to follow along with us um, on social media, I'm sure we'll be highlighting that. I'm sure there'll be some wine tasting going on, given the bunch that's joining us in Asheville. Wine is to be expected. And we're really looking forward to that. So please just sign up for Photo Club, guys. It's free. Um, There's nothing. There's no weird thing about it. You just go to the Might Sound Wild website. Look for the link to sign up. You just all you do is submit your email address. And then that way you're on a list to to be informed on what we've got going on. Just time it's really photo clubs um, heart is just to get creatives together, do some fun stuff, challenge you a little bit. Um, there's a lot about film photography, and I know that's a big thing right now. So there's plenty of um, ways to get involved with that. So just make sure that you sign up. And also make sure you follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram because we announce all of the field trips on there as well. So uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram to find out about our future field trips. I'm sure we're going to come up with some really great places to go 
in the future as we've already had some really great ones. So uh, yeah. make sure you sign up for the photo club and follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram. But now let's go ahead and get back to our discussion of scams. And we're going to talk specifically about scams that target photographers, but don't tune out if you're not a photographer, because all of these scams basically work the same way. So even though we're going to be touching on scams that target photographers, if you're in any other kind of business, we'll be telling you what kind of red flags to look out for, because it usually most of the scams involve accepting money from somebody and then sending money to somebody else. That is the main premise of a lot of these scams. And I'll be honest, I hadn't really even thought about doing a podcast on this until a few weeks ago. I was on Facebook and I'm, I'm a member of a lot of photography related Facebook groups. And I saw a post in one of these Facebook groups where a photographer asked, what's the going rate for a four hour family reunion? And that was the red flag. flag. And, And it wasn't just for me. Apparently, a lot of photographers reacted the same way because there were just so many comments from people saying, that's a scam. Don't do it. And the sad thing is the photographer who had originally made the post reacted the way the scammers want you to react by going, well, how do you know it's a scam? It might not be a scam. And so it took a lot of convincing to get this photographer to realize that it was a scam. So, yeah, these are just some of the things that you need to look out for. The first one, as I mentioned with that uh, Facebook post, was the family reunion photography scam. And April, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever got these because, uh, I know it's been a long time since you've used your personal cell phone number for your photography work, but um, this usually comes as a text message. You get a random text message from a number that you've never seen before, and they usually kind of read the same way. They ask um, if they say they're having a family reunion, they need a photographer for four or five hours at the family reunion, and they'll ask, do you accept credit cards? Okay. So that's sort of the red flag there. The way this scam works, if you say you'll do the job, then what they're going to do is they're going to tell you, they're going to come up with some excuse of like, well, the caterer does not accept credit cards. So we want to pay you for your work and for the caterer or the planner or something, some other vendor for the event. And then they're going to want you to wire the money to this caterer or planner or whoever it is. Really, the way it works, they're giving you a stolen credit card number Mm -hmm. and then you are wiring this money back to the scammer. So red flag number one, do not ever send money to somebody that you don't know through Western Union or MoneyGram or anything like that. Any kind of a wire transfer is basically untraceable. And that's the reason why they use it. So what let me ha- ask you a question. Okay. Really quick. Whenever they text, 
are they able to disguise their area code as something that would be believable to us? Yeah, um, it's going to look like it's from a United States cell phone. And mm. the the thing is, you can be in India or Africa or anywhere, and you can get an American cell phone number through Google Voice or something like that. And so sure. that's the way it works is it's going to look like it's coming from a United States number. It may not be from your state, but it is going to be a a U.S. cell phone number. And okay. I was just making sure. I thought that was the case. And actually, as you're describing all of this, this did happen to me, but it's been a while. Yeah. So I've kind of forgotten about it. But so, okay. So the next step, they're going to ask you to wire. That's the bit, a huge red flag. I, mean, right. I hope most people realize that. But if they don't, because I'm glad you are touching on this and I'm glad I interrupted for a second. Don't feel... I, I know people who have personally been affected oh, by sure. really bad scams. Um, it's so much so they're so embarrassed that they would never talk about it. Right. They've lost a lot of money. And it's not an age thing. I thought originally, because I recently asked you, and we can talk about this later, about that Venmo email that I received recently. That, and I said, is this um, legit or scam? And you helped me navigate it. And you said it's a scam. And I'm 36 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I questioned it. So it's it's not an age thing. I thought if my mom received that same email that I did because she deals mostly with Venmo with her business, she she would have probably gotten scammed. She would have probably done it. She wouldn't have thought twice about it. And and a friend of mine who actually has been scammed in person and this one is a horrible situation. She's even younger than me. So this does not what I'm saying is this doesn't discriminate against right. it's you don't have to be tech savvy or not savvy or a certain age to be to fall for these really bad scams. Yeah, so scammers scammers love the elderly because senior citizens tend to be more trusting than younger people. So a lot of scams do involve older people, but just like this, you know, what we're talking about today, there are scams targeting photographers. So and obviously photographers are falling for this because they're still doing the these scams they wouldn't still be doing it if they weren't getting money out of people if it wasn't because working honestly how would you know if you get a text message and that's how that's normal for you because you have your number listed on your instagram or your website or sure whatever. you get a text message and they say hi i want to book you for a four-hour any kind of event exactly the family reunion thing is like what they stick with but what if they asked you for a wedding a small wedding uh, we'll get wedding? we'll get to that in a few minutes as well uh okay. it, it also there are also scams for weddings but uh so so to kind of sum up the first one the family reunion scam like i said it's usually that one tends to usually be done through text message i don't know why they do this one through text message and others through email but regardless um if you get a text or an email for a four or five hour family reunion they ask do you accept credit cards and then if you get into discussions with them and they say well the caterer does not accept credit cards so we're gonna uh, give you the money for the caterer and then you need to wire that money to that caterer big red flag don't do it because what's going to happen they're going to pressure you to do that right away and the reason why they're going to pressure you to do it right away is because within a couple of business days you're going to get a phone call from your bank saying that 
you accepted a payment from a stolen credit card and they're taking that money back out of your account because it was fraud. And -hmm. then guess what? You're out the money that you just wired back to the scammer. So, Mm -hmm. so be on the lookout for that. Um, Also, April, you kind of touched on the uh, wedding photography scam. Um, There is a, and I might, uh, I might just put this link in the notes for this episode. Uh, there is a story on fstoppers.com where a wedding okay. photographer fell for this overpayment scam. And what happened mm-hmm. was in this particular case, and this is the other way that the uh, uh, scammers do their scam, is they send a check for more than an amount. And they'll either say, same thing, wedding planner, florist, caterer, somebody else involved in the wedding uh, cannot accept credit cards. So we need you to wire their money to them. And we're going to include it in the check that we're sending to you. Again, it's a scam. It's it's a fake check. They're going to send you a check for more than the amount. And then they're going to pressure you to go ahead and wire that money immediately. And then in a few days, you're going to get a phone call from your bank saying that it's it was a fake check. Now, another thing is, if you're a wedding photographer in April, I know you you're probably going to agree with this. If you're a wedding photographer and you're working with a bride, you're going to want to talk to that bride either on the phone or in person first. You're not going to want to do everything through text message. They've got an excuse for that, too. They will say Uh, they're either hearing impaired or sometimes they'll claim to be a member of the military stationed overseas, but they're going to have some kind of an excuse to not be able to talk to you on the phone or meet with you in person. So, and you're going to think it's totally acceptable, right? So that's, that's another red flag to look out for. If you're dealing with somebody who will only talk to you through text or email and they give you an excuse like, well, I'm hearing impaired, I'm in the military stationed overseas or something like that. That could be another red flag to watch out for. The scammers okay. love to use the military thing uh, in their scams because because that sounds so legit. Right. I mean, right. You're... And uh, people tend to trust military people. And, sure. you know, they people have a tendency to trust the people who are serving our country. And that's the reason why the scammers love to play the role of somebody who's in the military. So now, now let me ask you really quick. Is it always that same method of overpaying, like sending money? Most of it's, it's either, it's either usually either sending a check for more than the amount or using a stolen credit card. Okay. That's usually the way it works. I, I'm not going to say that's 100% of the time because there could be some other methods out there that I don't know about. But most of the common scams, it usually involves a check for more than the amount. Okay. Back to the uh, the story that I was talking about on F-stoppers. Like I said, the the she claimed the bride was hearing impaired and could not... Uh, talk to her on the phone, but they, they do offer one tip in this Call the venue where the wedding is supposed to happen and verify it that way. If you're skeptical, if you think, Hey, maybe this is a scam and you get the whole thing of, well, I can't talk to you on the phone. I'm sending you a check for more than the amount. I need you to wire this money 
to the florist or the caterer or whoever. If you're feeling skeptical about it and you don't know if it's real or not, call the place where the wedding is supposed to take place and just just call them up and say, hey, do you have a wedding booked on this date for this person? Sure. So. Would you say that you could Google that person's first and last name, try to find them on social media? That or could are they help. using like an alias? That okay. could help. That that might be of a good way to do it. Of course, they could have stolen someone's name, I guess, at this point. Of course. Of course. And and that's the thing. If they are on social media, they're using stolen pictures from somebody else's profile. Right. So. And uh, another one that we want to talk about is a real estate photography scam. If you are a real estate photographer, there could be um, ways that they scam you. And I'll I'll include a link to a real estate photography scam as well. Um, they're going to uh, claim that they need you to uh, take pictures of a property or something like that. Uh, the link that I'm including here, the photographer got an email from a woman that said, I saw your photography portfolio online. I would like to learn more about your services. I'm looking for a photographer to work with on editing photography services for websites. For more information about this project, write back. And uh, obviously, you kind of have to look out for the grammar as well, because if they're using really yeah, bad grammar. That was pretty wordy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, this is another one of those uh, where they send you for more than the amount. The okay. uh, looks like the photographer maybe quoted a thousand dollars for the job, and they sent him a check for two thousand nine hundred eighty dollars, and asked okay. that you pay a house stager. And of oh. course, yeah. So, so we're sending you the money for the house stager, the person who's going to set up all the furniture and all that kind of stuff in the house. They don't Legit. accept credit cards, so we need you to wire the money to them. So there's, there's another way that they can get you if you're a real estate photographer. Another one that tends to happen a lot is fashion photography. Okay. Now, if you are a photographer... And you get an email from somebody from Esquire magazine or uh, any of the big fashion publications. Of course, that's going to make you feel real good. Oh, mm -hmm. look, this uh, this big, big magazine is emailing me wanting to wanting me to do a shoot for them. Mm -hmm. Well, hate to burst your bubble, but if you're a if you're a small town photographer, Esquire magazine is not going to email you out of the blue and ask you to do a shoot for them. Probably yeah. not, unless you're just really well known, because your chances are, if you're going to shoot for a big magazine like that, uh, you're probably going to have to apply to them first. You're the one applying. Yeah. They're, they're not going to they're not going to send a random email to some small town photographer just out of the blue saying, hey, we want you to do the shoot for us. This isn't a Hallmark movie. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And the way that one works is they're going to say they need you to send the additional money to the models or the modeling agency. So, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So, so be on the lookout for those as well. Just uh, some general tips for uh, any of these scams is you need to look at where the email is coming from. And this one is especially for the fashion photography scam. Because if somebody was if somebody is with a big publication like that, 
their email is going to come from the domain name of that magazine. Right. It's like not going to be editor at, at whatever magazine.com. They're not going to send it from a Gmail address. <laughs> the editor of a major magazine is not going to send you an email from a Gmail address. So that's another red flag to look out for. Sure. Also, like I said before, never wire money to other people. Big red flag. Yeah, I'm there. like, the only time you should ever wire money is if you're closing on a real estate deal or something. I mean, wiring money is just like, wow, no. Yeah. I mean, we have we have way too many. Now, okay, so that brings me to a question. Okay. In this day and age, now that we're moving on, these scammers are probably learning that we're finding out about it and that Ron Wayne Scott made a po podcast <laughs> everyone about it are they um going to result to things like venmo yes they, they probably on? will i'm sure they okay. probably will start using and and i'm sure there's probably already scams out there uh okay. that involve venmo so um because that would be if, if if someone were approaching me about a job that for some reason i just believed them because it is very believable sometimes it falls right into my like the girl that fell for the family reunion thing. If I were still in the wedding industry, I would I would see myself falling for that. For oh, the sure. wedding part. Sure. If they asked me to wire them money, I'd be like, nah, I, I don't really have time for that. I'm not going to go do that. I can Venmo yeah, XYZ. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you got a scam. What was it, an email or a text last it week? It was an email. Okay. It looked legit to me. The reason I questioned it, and I'll explain it to you again. I call always call Ron guys. That's what I do um, when I have a question about someone scamming me. <laughs> if um, you if you want to know if something is real or a scam, just call me. I'll tell you right off the bat what what it, it is. It goes way back to when Ron and I used to work together in an office. The reason I trust him to know is because. I watched you deal with phone calls like all the time with people claiming to work for Google and stuff. Um, everybody who's ever everybody who's <laughs> ever worked in our office has said that they're they're the most entertaining part of the job was listening to me talk to scammers on the phone because oh yeah I love to mess with them. I, I saw I would watch Ron get completely in his comfort zone on the phone while asking them for their name while he Googled them and then told them where they do work, which was hilarious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not where they went. <laughs> so anyway, back to my email, the first person I call is Ron. And the only reason that I almost fell for this is because my Venmo had been disconnected because I had a new phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize that it was disconnected. So because it was disconnected, I was expecting a payment through Venmo and I assumed that when I got the notification through email that there was money waiting in Venmo, it was because someone paid me and I didn't have it connected. Yeah. That's the only reason. It just happened to come to me at the right time. Well, I'll tell it you. It was a legit logo. I mean, it was the Venmo logo. It looked so real. Oh, it did. It did. But the thing that gave it away to me, the thing that told me that because you took a screenshot of the email yeah. and texted it to me, and as soon as I looked at it, I saw that it, even though it looked legitimate, the reason why I knew right off the bat that it was a scam was because when somebody does send you a Venmo payment, it will say in the email who the Venmo payment is from. 
the screenshot right. that you sent to me just said you've received a payment through Venmo. It yeah, didn't say who it was from. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah. that's something else to look out for. If you do get a random email saying that you've got a payment in Venmo and it doesn't say who that payment was from, be careful about clicking on the link because so, so back to talking about how they will use Venmo, probably I would say, I don't know for sure because I didn't click on the link, but I would say probably what that email, the purpose of that email was probably to be able to get access to your Venmo account so they yep. could then change have everything over to, to their bank account and then they would have used your Venmo in one of these scams. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. And yeah, I didn't. Um, they would have changed. You should have every, everything you need in Venmo should just be through the app. It shouldn't be. Right. I wouldn't click any. Yeah, yeah. Link. If you get an email saying that you've got a Venmo payment or a PayPal, uh, they like to do this through PayPal as well. Oh, um, yeah. Which, of course, PayPal owns Venmo. So, you know, mm -hmm. same company. Yeah. And PayPal is a little bit trickier for me just because I've never... Um, used it very much. So I'd probably fall for something on there. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the trick to that, whether it's Venmo, whether it's PayPal, whether it's whatever, if you get an email saying that you got a payment through that source, don't click on the email, open up another window on your computer or open up the browser on your phone or open your Venmo app and look in your Venmo account and see if the payment is showing up there. Because if somebody really did send you a payment through Venmo, you're going to be able to open up the Venmo app and see that payment in your account. Exactly. But yeah. if you click on the email, it's going to ask you for your login. And yeah. really, you're entering your Venmo login into the scammer's website that looks like Venmo. And then they've got your username and password. And then they can use your they can either steal if you've got if you've got money in your Venmo account, they can steal it. Mm -hmm. They can use your Venmo to make purchases or they could change the bank account and the email address on your Venmo account and then use it in a scam. Yeah, dang. So just be careful about all that. Yeah. Do we miss anything else on your list? Because you you have a lot. Um, you know, I've got a couple more tips here. Um, okay. I said earlier, always ask to talk on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to give you an excuse. Like I said, they're going to say they're hearing impaired. They're in the military or something like that. Another red flag to watch out for. If you get one of these emails that. You know, they talk about how much they love your work and they'd love to hire you and all this kind of stuff. What they're going to ask for in your reply is your name, your address, your phone number, your email. They're going to ask for all this information from you. Well, if they know all about you and they love your work, they don't need your email address again. So if they if they ask for a big long list of information, that can be a red flag sometimes too. Um, yeah, why are they doing that? Like, what's their well excuse? because they're because they're sending this email out to thousands of people at the same time, and oh, so okay. they want to get your information again so they can you know, um, so they can get all of your information. 
So, oh, I see. Um, another thing is if you are contacted through social media, look at the account because sometimes the scammers will work through social media, and mm-hmm. uh, they sometimes the scammers will just send you a message through Facebook or Instagram or something like that. If you get one of those and you're suspicious about it, look at how old the account is. And if it was an account that was just created a few days ago, that could be a scammer. Yeah. 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 So that's another, there's a ton of them right now on Instagram and stuff. They're, you know, you see the ones that the ones that are created just to troll, sure. like just to go and spread false information. I mean, they're everywhere. One sign for me is um, when they have no photos or like two photos. Right. Um, or they have no one following them or they have way too many people following them. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's just so many ways to, it's hard to trust anything really. Exactly. So I think that's about all the tips that I can come up with. Uh, but just. Well, I found that very helpful. Yeah. yeah just just I, be careful and. You know, do your homework yeah. and uh, just Ask, be on the lookout. Um, people's opinion. Like you were saying, those those people that were reaching out in the group, that was really smart of them. Even though they accidentally, like the 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 lady with the um, family reunion, she just kind of stumbled into it. Like, hey, how much should I charge for this? Really, if you question anything, it probably is a good idea to reach out to some of those it groups is. Those yeah. and say, this looks a little suspicious to me. Have you guys gotten this? Because chances are someone else has gotten a similar email oh, yeah. or text. Yeah, and and it was it was a really good thing that this girl, you know, posted in that group because obviously at the time when she posted it, she had no idea that it was a scam cuz her mm-hmm. post was just asking how much should I charge for this. She mm-hmm. she just didn't know how much to charge. She had no idea it was a scam. And so luckily she did post it in that Facebook group. And myself and all these other photographers that were aware of the scam all started chiming in there and going, yeah, that's a scam. You need to run away from that. Don't contact that person back. So, yeah, thank God for that. So it never hurts to ask if you suspect that something might be a scam. Exactly. Well, I hope this helps you guys through your, um, you know, this upcoming season when I, like I said, I feel like it's a little more prominent during this time of the year to get stuff like that. Oh yeah. And you would believe it. You'd be like, Oh, a family reunion would definitely take place over the holidays. Of course. Yeah. Careful and and look out. And thank you, Ron, for coaching us a little bit on that. Always, always happy to help with that kind of stuff. Uh, (laughs) Cause if you know me, you know, I hate scammers. All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week, and uh, we'll be back next week. Like I said, we got Matt for the whole episode next week, and uh, so make sure you join us for that. New episode every Wednesday. Make sure you sign up for the Might Sound Wild Photo Club. Follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram. Don't forget about the YouTube as well. We still uh, need to get some more subscribers to our YouTube channel so we can get that custom URL. So uh, go to YouTube, search for... Uh, search for Might Sound Wild channel on there and uh, make sure you're subscribed to us. And Matt's going to keep cranking out the great video content for us there. And we'll be back next week on the Might Sound Wild podcast. <laughs>